It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's nighttime with Dan Ray. On WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Okay, um, I did not intend to go this long in this topic, so I'm going to take a couple of more phone calls, and then I do want to open up the topic about uh, the death penalty for Boston bomber number two. We will be at the tenth year anniversary. Think about it. The 10th year anniversary of the Boston Marathon bombing. And his lawyers are now back in court yesterday trying to uh, spare him the death penalty. Um, Everyone will tell me that the worst punishment for any of these people is to put them in jail forever. Let them spend the rest of their days with life behind bars. Um... If that is so, if that is so, why do so many of these defendants and their lawyers, with the only exception I can think of is um, uh, Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma City bomber who wanted the death penalty and I think lightning record time was um, executed within three years of uh, that bombing in 1995, but none of them want the death penalty. They're all looking for life behind bars. And that's what the lawyers are doing once again. We'll get to that in a moment. But in the meantime, let's wrap up with everybody who we have here. Uh, Ron is in Weymouth. Ron, you were first this hour in Nightside. Appreciate your patience. Go right ahead, Ron. Uh, thank you, Dan. I, I don't think people know the statistics. They say, oh, they'll never convict them. They, there's no corpus delecta. There's nobody. But they don't really know. According to recent statistics, that uh, 86% of the no-body murder cases that go to trial result in convictions. But regular, you know, murders or homicide, that's only 70%, and that's with a body. So they they very well could convict this person. But there are many cases on the books, and we don't have time to go into all of them. But the biggest Uh, one was... I'll I'll accept your figures. Um, First of all... Every case that goes to trial has the chance of a not guilty. Not guilty does not mean innocent. I think we need to emphasize that, Ron. That means the all the elements of the crime were not proven beyond a reasonable doubt to the to the right, un, right. unanimous uh, judgment of the jurors. Yeah. The, um, the thing right. is that with the cases where there is no body, boy, forensics um, and DNA evidence, uh, and of course in this case some videotape ed- evidence. Um, as well as his his electronic footprint, um, his, uh, his 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 time uh, searching out. How do you do this? How do you do that? Uh, I I think that that his defense lawyer is going to have a very steep hill to climb in this case, whether or not they ever can find a body. And I I, I do also I do also uh, Dan. And you know the biggest case was uh, I think way back in time. Uh, paraphrase eighteen eighty six was the, you can find it on true crime true crime blog on A&E, but um, this woman was going with, you know, she was married and she goes with another guy, and all of a sudden uh, her husband disappeared, and she accused her boyfriend of killing him, and they hang 
find them uh, in, you know, in 1892. Six months after the execution, they found the alleged person that was supposed to be dead uh, on a farm alive in Kansas. So, you know, and they didn't have DNA in any of that. So, you know, yeah. anything could happen yeah. even today. Uh, that was, like, horrible. So, you know, was there some complicity uh, with, the, with the wife saying he accused her, her boyfriend, you killed my husband, uh, without any evidence like today? You know, the, and the, they you, actually you, hanged the husband. You know the old saying, ju- yeah. you've heard the saying, justice delayed is justice denied. Well, justice was yeah. not delayed there. No, 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 was denied. no, it wasn't. Uh, it was terrible, but that's what happened. So I think they have more of an input today with with the uh, all the modern technology um, oh, and uh, especially the DNA, but other other things besides DNA, uh, which uh, they didn't have. They didn't even have the idea of recording anything uh, like we have today. So yeah, fast, it's the, you it's know, the, it's, the, it's the it's the digital footprint, phones pinging. Yeah. Look at the guy out in um, Moscow, Idaho. They're able to find, you know, exactly where he was. They go back in his phone. They they say that he, he was in the vicinity of that building 12 times from August. You know, and that, that shows a pattern of behavior. And what was he stalking someone? You put that together with something else, and all of a sudden you get a pretty compelling circumstantial case. Circumstantial, yes, but a pretty convincing case nonetheless. Yeah. That's why 86% of the no-body murders, they, they, they convict them. But regular murders, it's only 70%. Figure it out. It, it, it's easy. The person doesn't have to be actually a lawyer or in the yeah. criminology or anything to see that uh, if these so-called statistics... Well, a lot of those, when you think about it, when you think about it for a second, a lot of those um, murders where there's a body, there's a shooting on the street where, you know, the... the, 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 the uh, the defendant shoots and kills someone. There's there's no uh, DNA. Um, he throws the gun away. They don't know who it is, and and there's nothing. But in a case like this, if if this is true, and this guy murdered his wife and then dismembered his wife, there's a lot of DNA there going on, you know. And just like oh, this guy in Moscow, absolutely. Idaho, he stabbed those four people to death. Um, They've got his DNA here. They've got his DNA there. They had the lucky break of the car, the sighting of the white car. So, you know. Unbelievable. All right. Ron, as always, great to hear you. Happy New Year. I don't think Uh, we've talked uh, yet this year. uh, Happy New Year. No, we haven't. Not for a while. I've had a little problem with my my dog. He got injured, and he happens to be a service dog. And uh, I I just the whole thing in the hospital three days. But he's he's, uh, he's okay now, and just I don't know what happened. He's on the road to recovery. A lot of people yeah, say yeah, it might, have, might have been a virus or something because I met seven other people uh, in the uh, vet's hospital, which is a well-known big hospital, yep. that they had the same things. And okay. we don't know. They don't know a lot of things today. you know. But all he knows is getting better. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Ron, we'll yeah. talk soon. Happy New Year again. Thanks. Talk again. Talk Happy New Year to you. Uh, take a quick break. Coming back on Nightside. Love to um, hear from some of you on the Bomber number two case. Um, his lawyers are now have have resumed and have come back. Um, it went up. His case went up to the Supreme Court, and his death sentence was affirmed in last uh, last year, last June. And uh, the Obama, rather the Biden administration, has said they want they do not want a federal death penalty. But but the Biden administration is arguing that the death penalty should be administered in this case. 
Um, the defense lawyers are calling into question uh, some actions of the judge, who's a good judge in the case, retired federal judge George O'Toole, who sat in this case in 2015. And they're saying now that um, that the, the jury that was seated on the death penalty phase, there were a couple of them um, who misled the court. I don't see this case being tipped over, but they're going to fight. Every, they'll, they, will find, they will find issues from here to the end of um, the millennium, till, uh, till 2100, to keep this, this bum alive. We'll take a break. We've got Kevin coming up, Jane and Weymouth. If you want to call in on this case, the Walsh case, fine. We've been doing that all, all evening. Well, not all evening, but since 9 o'clock. Um, and, well, we have been talking all evening because we talked in the first hour with uh, Julia Keogh of healthimperatives.org. If you'd like to join the conversation uh, about this or about why is the Marathon Bomber number two nearly 10 years? It'll be 10 years in April uh, from, the t- from the day that that crime occurred. Why? This just shows the system. I want the system to be thorough, but there's no question about his guilt or innocence. Um, his defense lawyers admitted to it, obviously with his agreement. Uh, and I think that there are aggravating circumstances when you place a couple of bombs right behind um, people watching a Boston Marathon. Pressure cooker bombs which are intended to, to kill uh, and, to, and to maim. And there were so many people who were badly injured. What is this dude doing still alive at the age of 29? Back on Nightside, join the conversation. We've got a couple of open lines, primarily at 617-931-1030. There's one at 617-254-1030. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Back to the phones we go. We're caught up on time except Kevin. Kevin, you've been hanging on right through the news. You're next on Nightside. Kevin, go right ahead. Hi, it's, I just wanted to mention uh, there was a case in Westwood in uh, 2009. These, uh, the two defendants uh, supposedly shot some drug dealer they were dealing with and uh, burned them in, somehow burned them. And uh, one of the defendants' family had a concrete business. So supposedly they burned them in the concrete business and uh, they were... Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They, were, they beat the case. Yeah, there are occasionally cases uh, that um, that people do beat. Um, I don't know if I remember but, that one or not. But. Yeah, vaguely on that one, to be really honest with you. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Vaguely. But... Uh, sometimes they these verdicts come back and and it surprises people. But this this guy Brian Walsh, as I've been saying for three or four hours, he couldn't have done a better job framing himself if he had tried. I mean, other than videotaping what he did or is alleged to have done. I mean, other than that, he's I mean he's got an electronic footprint, a digital footprint. There's videotape. There's 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 DNA evidence. Uh, according to the prosecution. 
there's motive, opportunity, and means. It's all it's all in one package. There. <laughs> Any doubt in your mind where this is going to end up or no? Oh no, no, I oh, I can see it. Uh, he'll be convicted, but uh, that that one of the worst. What what it was was um, they had one of the defendant's brother was ready to testify against him because they, you know, they 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 had good evidence. And then the defendant's brother died about a month before the uh, trial. <laughs> <laughs> of I hope it was of natural causes. Yeah, I guess he, even though he was probably only around 50 or so, he passed away. The, the, the two defendants were, were actually... I... Hello, do we lose him there? Kevin, feel free to call back and finish your point. You know, look at... Remember, there was when one of the cases that surprised all of us was the Aaron Hernandez case. Um, he was tried and convicted on the 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 barroom um, crime where he shot the guys, and then um, he no wait, correct me if I'm wrong here, Rob. He was convicted of um, killing his friend. But he was acquitted of the the case in Boston, if I'm not mistaken, and if I am, someone will correct me on that. Um, but when that came back as an acquittal, and then Hernandez um, hung himself that weekend or committed suicide that weekend, you just never know. Jane is in Weymouth. Jane, I appreciate it. We lost Kevin in Boston. Kevin, if you're still listening, call us back, and I'd like to have you finish your point. Hi, Jane. Welcome. Next on Nightside. Hi, Dan. Um I just want to cry out to those three kids, yeah. two, four, and six. Nobody's mentioned much of that. Um, I can only tell you my heart goes out to them. I hope everybody says a prayer for them. Um, this guy's going. They'll eventually, he'll just go, whether he stays in there and you know something happens or he gets out later on. And trust me, they all try to get out, even if they get life sentences. We ha I know of a case that just happened recently, and you probably know about it. I'm very close to the family. It was the Brad Prendergast case, and um, it was the first time they had the cameras in the courtroom, and he pleaded insanity. Well, he ended up going to jail for life. But just recently, probably in the last year and a half, the family went through it again. He was trying to get out, and he died the day before Thanksgiving of COVID. Thank God for the family. Because oh, really? it was a I, very uh... publicized case. It was from Canton. Big family, large family. He went up, um, went into the house and kidnapped the daughter, and she um, had broke up with them. Yeah, her name was Patricia he, Gilmore. That's right. Yep. And yeah, he held I'm the family at, at gunpoint. He was convicted. Yeah. In, he was convicted in 1979 of murder in the first degree. Degree. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yep, he should have not have been eligible, uh, you know, for parole. Well, you have you have these lawyers, these two good lawyers that sometimes go in and they represent all of them, and they feel that they've come to an age in their life and they're not doing too well, and they should be allowed to go home and this and that. And oh yeah, they they, they go in and and they're looking for um, you know, sympathy and they're looking for mm -hmm. some sort of a medical release. So if he was mm -hmm. convicted in 1979, I don't know how old he was. Um, I'm in his sixties. So he committed, he, like, um, he committed the crime. He committed the crime. He was convicted for a crime when he was a young man. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then did mm -hmm. he die of COVID by any chance or no? Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, well. He was, 
yeah, he kept on going on and on saying he had this wrong, that wrong. And as a result, I believe he caught COVID mm-hmm. and then um, he went into the hospital and he passed away right before. And at that time, I think that was the fifth time he tried to go up for parole and try to get uh, at, um, and this was recently a year and a half ago, yeah. but never, you know, case is gone. That's it. He's thank God for the family. They can rest in, you know, peace now with, right. uh, with them. Well, gone. that happens with a lot but, of these families. They, have, if if the if the person is not hooked on murder one, and they get convicted mm-hmm. of murder two in Massachusetts, they're parole eligible within fifteen years. So by time they, they just get their lives back together. And yeah, all of but a sudden, this was life, life sentence in a day. He wasn't never supposed to even get out for parole. No, no, I know, I understand that. Had, oh, no, yeah. but I'm saying is sometimes a jury will come back and say, "Well, we think he did it. We know he did it, but we can't convict him of of uh, murder one, so he gets murder two. If some consider that a compromise verdict, but then the impact is that the family of the victim, 15 years later, is back at parole hearings, mm-hmm. uh, and and that has happened to. Um, well, I, I think of a um, a police officer uh, in Hopkins in uh, in Holliston um, who was literally executed, um, and he his his killer got a murder two conviction, um, wow. and the family uh, for several years for several years uh, would go and because once you hit fifteen, then you, you're eligible for for a parole hearing and you can renew that probably every three to five years so the the family it's just is like never ends never ends. yeah relive it um getting on to the caller that you had before from the quincy um gentleman that you know i guess the i i remember it so clearly dan and you might know too because it was a famous case because it went on with something else afterwards there was a child there that was five years old yes and there i was, guess yeah. the the father that the he killed the mother yep. and it went on and on and they ripped up the floor and this and that but um it was a very well respected attorney that represented the family about 10 years down the road because the child was living with the aunt and uncle or something but he wanted no i i don't know the legal terminology what they get incapacitated from the father or something it was in the paper all the time and he was trying to have nothing to do with this father and he won the case they won the case so we didn't have to go in and see the father yeah yeah so what so probably and again i'm i'm flying by the seat of my pants here probably yeah i'm at the amando case i'm talking about romano yeah no i know yeah yep, um and yep. again the conviction came down in 2002 and the, and the boy was five years old at the time so if yep. let's say you move ahead and be and it becomes 17 or you know 15 mm-hmm. or 16 of his own point of view and he may basically, I assume, would probably go in and try to sue for what you would call emancipation, almost. Yes, um, yes. And that's what he did. Not Very to have sized at the time. Yeah, and it could be that the the father um, wanted the kid to come and visit him in prison, and, mm-hmm. the, and the kid, mm-hmm. you know, didn't want to. Uh, mm-hmm. And there might have been a legal obligation imposed on the child, unless. Yes. Yeah, he went into court and basically was able to sever any relationship with with the father, and you cannot have a better case, I guess. If if you yeah, it was a long ordeal though, because I remember reading it. It made front page of the paper, and yeah. um, I think the 
the the uh, the lawyer was a prominent lawyer, but he became a judge, and he handled it in mm-hmm. um, Quincy. Yep. And that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this case here in Cohasset. And then the gentleman called you this evening, and I said, I got to call in, and Dan will remember that. I've called him before on different things on politics. Well, thank you. No, uh, let me tell you something. I don't remember all the cases as well as I used I to. Some of them I covered. <laughs> some of them I didn't. And and I will yeah, always. Yeah. I'm never going to sit here. I've Googled some of these tonight, and then what happens? Yeah. You Google the case, and it comes back a little bit, but yeah, trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, you have so many names, so many people. Well, Thanks. thank you for your time. Thanks, I just Jane. wanted to put that in for that gentleman that did call, because I much. remember that clearly. That was really publicized on the South Shore area. Oh, I bet. Thank you much. We'll yeah. talk soon. Okay. Here comes the news at 11.30. We'll be right back on Nightside. We got Lisa and Dan and Sachi and Keith and Dave. And The only room we got for you is at 617-254-1030. Love to hear. Have... Um, Kevin from Boston called back. We lost him, but he can call back, and we will uh, we'll talk to him. If you want to talk about Boston Marathon Bomber, uh, number two, uh, we're willing to do that as well because, once again, he's trying to avoid the death penalty. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. All right, back we go. Where are we going to go next to? We're going to talk with Dan in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Dan, you are next on Nightside. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing just great, Dan. Welcome to Nightside. Well, thank you very much. Um, this is pretty much, well, I've only called in one other time, but the reason I wanted to call in was for two points. Um, one was the marathon bombings. Uh, I grew up in South Boston, and I lost somebody during those bombings. But at so. the same time, I actually... Yeah, wanted to put... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Another spin on this because, you know, I understand that they're trying to avoid the death penalty. No question. Now, yep. I, I don't know how familiar you are. I'm sure you're not very familiar at all with it, which would be a good thing. But when I was younger, I got myself into some trouble and I ended up you know, spending about six years behind the walls and surely Supermax, which is the only level six maximum security prison that the state has. Now, my crimes did not hurt anybody. Um, and the end, the reason I ended up, you know, well, besides the point, what I'm trying to say is, is that it's not like Maybe in other states, but not in Massachusetts. It's not like what you see in the movies. It's not like, you know, every minute somebody's getting, you know, abused or gang raped in a shower or the way the system's changed so much in Massachusetts. Even if someone puts a hand on somebody that's in there for, say, touching a kid or killing a woman or whatever else. It's not only an extra penalty for assaulting them, 
but you can actually get charged with a hate crime. But my point is, is that living behind that wall for six years, it became to a point where it did not feel like a punishment. I mean, of course it feels like a punishment because you lose your freedom, but once you get over that fact that your freedom's gone, it's just basically like a day spa. You're let out for three hours in the summertime to walk around, lift weights, associate with other prisoners. Then you're, you know, counted, let out again for another four hours. So, honestly, you can become institutionalized very, very, very easily. And that life you can become very accustomed to because, believe it or not, all of the stresses of the outside world, freedom is not free. You know, you know well, there, the, the, I, I think the point you're making, uh, and I think the word that you're, you're, you're reaching for, is that you kind of accommodate yourself to these circumstances. Um, uh, I had friends exactly. of mine who did time, and they always told me that you you didn't let the time do you. You did the time was was a was a phrase. Exactly. Let me ask you this, exactly. and, and don't answer this question if you don't want to end up in supermax. You had to be involved in some heavy duty stuff. You know, I mean, they're not sending everybody to supermax. Um, it was more than a parking ticket. No, well, the the, the problem was is. I come, you know, I grew up in South Boston and I was, when I was originally sentenced and classified through Concord because they no longer do it at Walpole. Some people they do, but I was classified through Concord and I was classified at literally a level two, not a very dangerous person at all. I mean, I literally have a, a degree in criminal justice that's not worth the paper it's printed on. I had never been arrested before in my life, but because of uh, accident, getting addicted to Oxycontin. Yep, okay. Within six months, I found myself walking into a pharmacy, passing a note, and I actually got away with it. I got somebody sold me down the river about six months later, and I still had them in the same bottles that they came from from the pharmacy. So. Yeah. That shows you how much of a criminal mastermind I was. Well, let me just say this. First of all, I'm awfully glad that you're out. Um, and uh, knowing what you know, I'm going to just ask you to be direct with me. Give me a straight answer. Yeah, um, absolutely. In view of what you did, but more importantly, in view of what Boston bomber number two admitted to doing, he admitted at trial mm-hmm. to planting that bomb, okay? Oh, and yeah. in view of the... Uh, the carnage that he inflicted on innocent people. Yeah. Why should he not have already been dealt with and and uh, and be in the ground? He should have. Good. Okay. The long we see the same. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. Then we're on the same page, my friend. Because you know, honestly, it's you know when you get used to. After the first few months of being scared to death and not knowing who's who, or yeah, yeah, no, you think you, you accommodate. The, 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 I said you, you yeah, accommodate. You, Look, there were there were people who spent. Club. There was there were people who spent uh, American military people people spent years in 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 German and in Japanese and in Vietnamese and in and in Korean prison camps, yeah. North Korean prison camps. 
you do what you got to do. You accommodate um, it. The is, but yeah, uh, but you're right. In a supermax now, I I don't think that um, the Boston Bomber has the amount of access outside that regular prison and and the the any of those you got some pretty famous prisoners out there and so there's a lot of protective custody i was actually in the cell next to gagan when he was killed i heard him die um okay. yeah that was at the supermax yeah but the well that was I that was no there, whoa, 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 wait a second wait a second gagan was killed at Sousa baronowski yeah that's the that's the supermax right that's no the, the supermax the supermax where which is called Supermax is in Colorado. Correctional Center. No, the Supermax that the federal Supermax that that houses the Boston bomber is in Colorado. Oh no, I was talking about Gagan. I was in the. No, no I, well, well, listen to me for a second, okay? I thought you were telling me that you were no the but the, the Boston bomber is doing his time in Supermax in Colorado, which you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have the 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 guy that that tried to um, light the planes on, on the um, one the shoe bomber is there. Shoe bomber, yeah, there, right, yep. right. So out there, you don't get three or four hours a day. You get maybe twenty four. No. Uh, no. uh, you get that's, you get one hour out of twenty four. I got to run here, um, Dan, because I got I got packed lines here. Okay, thank you for your call. Congratulations oh, I, on getting back to um, getting back home and stay stay out of trouble. No, it's. It was it was literally over 25 years ago, yep. and I haven't been arrested since. Good so. for you. God love you. Good for you. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Call call again, will you? Appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, no problem. I mean, one day I'll explain how I ended up in the supermax. Right, but again, <laughs> you're using the word supermax. Supermax really is not Susan Baranowski. Supermax no, is Colorado. Not at, all. not at all, and that's that's what's so funny about it because. They walk around with an attitude in there that they're all like, you know, killers and everything else, and it's just, it's honestly, it's a farce. My, my, um, it's an absolute my, my, farce. my, my good friend Fred Weichel spent a lot of time at Susan Baranowski. Yeah, it, from, it's a joke. If you're from South Boston, you should know who Fred Weichel is. Good. Okay. All right, yeah. Dan, I gotta go. Talk to you soon. Thanks. I'll well, let me get one more in here before the break. I'm 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 sorry. Sachi and Saga. Sachi next on Night Saga. Right ahead, Sachi. Uh, hi there. How are you? Good, Sachi. Welcome back. And I'm, and I'm sorry that, uh, what do you call, um, I haven't called for a couple of weeks. And uh, uh, Happy New Year. It's a little late. Happy New It's January. You can still say Happy New Year. The rules of Night Saga. You can always say Happy New Year as long as it's still January. Happy New Year, Sachi. Thank you. Uh, what do you call them? Um, you know, did you ever heard about uh, New Texas? Uh, they tried to pass a law saying you have three eyewitness or something that they will put them to sleep within 30 days. I missed that, Sachi. You, that's a new law in okay. Texas that what? Uh, they tried to pass the law. I'm not 100% positive that they passed it. If somebody kills somebody another person or anything and they have three eyewitnesses and beyond reasonable doubt that means yeah. and they will have to put them to sleep within 30 days 
No, that's that's not. Whoever you read that, that's incorrect. First of all, there's no such law. There may be laws in different parts of the world about eyewitnesses and the number of eyewitnesses uh, and, and all of that. And I do I knew, do know that in some Middle Eastern countries, there's some some eye, oh, supposed yeah. eyewitness. No, no, no. Uh, if if someone is facing a a capital punishment a capital crime here in America they they need a lot more uh, than 30 days they can have years and years and years of appeal there's no shortcut um, uh, on the death penalty the average yeah. person who who ends up um, you know being executed probably spends 12 to 14 years and I'm not talking about the Boston bomber he's been on on in effect well he hasn't been on death row. Oh. Uh, been on death row since 2015, but if if we got rid of him within this year, that would be a fairly quick disposal of him. Um, a lot of these guys are there for 20 years. You, they 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 you know they murdered someone, uh, and generally, in order to to make to to get a death penalty, you have to murder you know someone in extraordinary circumstances. Um, it has to be a federal agent, or it has to be. Uh, a child, or, or you know, this the the run-of-the-mill murderer in this country does not never gets near the execution chamber. Yeah, but um, I I'm not hundred percent positive. But you may want to check out the Texas law that they try to pass a few. Uh, oh, they might have they might have tried to pass something like that, but that is never going to pass constitutional muster. Trust me on that one, Sachi. Right. I'm 100% uh, sure, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Right, thank you. It's always thank you. Uh, nice to hear from you. Great to hear thank from you. you as well. Keep calling more often. Talk to you soon. Good night. 617-254-1030, Let me get Lisa and Quincy in here before the break. Hi, Lisa. Go right ahead. Hi, Dan. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. Lisa, what's on your mind? Um, I kind of came in a little bit late, but um, I just had a question for you, Dan. Um, sure. Is there a sentence that gets handed down to a defendant where parole is not an option? Yeah, it's, in Massachusetts, it's murder in the first degree. And parole is never an option? Well, it, it's you sentenced to, to, to life in prison without the possibility of parole. If you're convicted of murder in the first degree, the judge has no choice but to sentence you to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, you have always the possibility of trying to find newly discovered evidence, trying to get your sentence commuted, um, as um, as as we were able to do in the Salvati case. And once the case was commuted, he then became eligible. the The conviction was commuted. Um, he became eligible eligible for parole. But those were extraordinary circumstances. I think that that the the only commutation. It took 25 years after Joe Salvati's commutation for another commutation here in Massachusetts. They're rare, very rare. I see. Um, and, and one other question. Um, you were talking to a woman earlier um, about something, Patricia Gilmore, I think you said was the name of, of the person. That was the, and, well, it was mentioned, the Prendergast case, um, yes. which, which was mentioned, and I think Patricia Gilmore was the, uh, the victim in that case. The victim. She, um, the woman calling in, I believe she, it might have been you, had said that that person um, uh, was convicted uh, to life in a day, um, but yet still got up for parole. If someone's sentenced to life, how come the courts yeah. don't have it mean life? Well, 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 you can you can be sentenced to 
First of all, life in a day, I don't think is a sentence in Massachusetts. It's maybe in other states. If if you're convicted of murder in the second degree, you will be yeah. given life with the with. possibility of parole after 15 years. So then why do they call it life? Well, there's, if you don't get parole, theoretically you're, you're in for life. The other situation is sometimes they can get... In some of these cases where people are, are, uh, have been convicted of murder in the first degree, um, yep. they get a medical parole. There's, sometimes there's, there's an opportunity where they, they allow people to, to go die at home. But again, those right. are rare. A, a lot right. of people who are sentenced to life in prison without parole in Massachusetts indeed spend their life in prison and they die in prison. Now, do the prisoners, um, if they get life with the possibility, does the prisoner um, have to apply for parole, or is it an automatic thing where it's life with? No, does no, it, no, does no, it no, automatically no. Just it, no, they, the, 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 the inmate um, has to yeah. initiate the proceedings for parole, um, oh, okay. and, uh, and, and, and they don't necessarily get parole. I mean, what, what happens right. a lot of times, it takes three or four efforts to, to get parole so they if they don't get it automatically out of, uh get out of jail free card at 15 no 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 yeah. um no no that's no no that's not what i meant um i didn't mean that, that they automatically get parole after yeah. 15 years i just meant do they like like say um if 15 years is the first time they can apply for that's the first time that they can apply and and right. and and even even and, then it takes some time to apply. It's not like 15 years right. from the date of conviction. Lisa, I took you before right. the break, but i got to let you run because I'm way past the break right now, okay? Not a problem, Dan. Thank you Thanks, very much. Lisa. I do appreciate it. My pleasure. Good Talk back. to you soon. Okay, i got Scott, Gail, and Floyd. I'm going to get all three of you in right after the break. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. All right, we're going to move everybody kind of quickly. Scott and Quincy, go ahead, Scott. Got room for you, Gail, and for Floyd. Go ahead, Scott. Hey, Dan. Hey, Scott. Got to be quick, my friend. Thank you very much. Absolutely. You know, uh, every time I hear you uh, do a a show like this, I always think of your one scintilla of doubt speech. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and what really strikes me is given all of the new forensic techniques, video, uh, digital breadcrumbs, there needs to be a new statute defining murder that's proven beyond the scintilla of doubt. Murder zero, you could call it, above murder one. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... that's... I- uh, again, I think you could incorporate that language because the the phrase "scintilla of doubt" has a legal connotation and a legal meaning. It's not a phrase that I made up. It's that it's beyond. I the scintilla. agree. Yeah. So uh, I know I've heard it before. Yeah. But, so I mean, you have so many friends who are legal scholars, like Alan Dershowitz. Couldn't you get the all these guys together, draft the statute, <laughs> and get one of our legislators to sponsor it for adoption? I mean. <laughs> We we hear that I've heard this same show a gazillion times, and every time the same thought strikes me: we need to modernize the penal code to accommodate all the new evidence and uh, and techniques that we have, so that okay. Who uh, I, I will next time I chat with Alan Dershowitz, we'll come up, we'll talk about that with Harvey Silverglade. Hey, Scott, yeah. i got two more I want to sneak in here, okay? I know you've waited right, a long time. Go, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Gail and Situate. Gail, going to get you and Floyd in from, ten- and from Tennessee. Go ahead, Gail. 
Good evening, Dan. Uh, I don't need a lot of time. This is pretty easy. Uh, regarding Johar Sarnayev. B- Boston Bomber number two, right. <laughs> yep. I'm in support of the death penalty for him. Why, why, why are we hanging on to him? You know, he, he what he did was concentrated and, and just, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, when you're planning it. Anyway, he, yeah, give him the, give him the needle. Yeah, no, I mean, it, well, it was it was a terrorist act, number one, um, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it, it was planned, um, premeditation. Premeditation. Uh, it. it wasn't something that was done spontaneously, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was a terrorist act. Uh, there's no question of his guilt. His lawyers admitted, and of course, could not have admitted without his his agreement. His admitted to his um, to his crime, and we know that there were aggravating circumstances. You don't put pressure cooker, pressure cookers, bombs behind innocent people on the marathon um, finish line. Correct. And also, people keep forgetting, our tax dollars are paying for him yes. to be alive. His meals and his... Everything. His, his room and board, call, his meals, his... Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, his haircuts, yeah. everything. Everything. I mean, All right, I'm, Gail, I got I'm it in. Yeah. I owe you some more time the next time you call. You know that, okay? Okie doke. Thanks, Gail. Thanks so much. Right. Floyd in Tennessee. Floyd, I got about one minute for you. You're the last caller of the night, and you're the first caller out of state. We've, we've done a show tonight without, well, there's Vinny from Maine. You're the second out of state caller. Go ahead, Floyd. Oh, okay, Dan, I'm going to jump right into it. So back in my Army days, I was stationed with the 39th Engineer Battalion out of Fort Devens. Yep. So we got a mission come down and supported uh, civilians, right? So our mission was to go to Walpole or Deer Island now and uh, to build an obstacle course. I'm thinking my first thought was, wait a minute, we're going to build an obstacle course so these prisoners can learn how to scale walls and swing on ropes. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> that wasn't the case. It well, was they, they, they have some of the best gym equipment in some of these prisons in the world. <laughs> you know, they go in there. So the whole bit. The whole battalion were convoying through town there, and they're all, the civilians are out there cheering us on. Yeah, go get them, kill them, you know, beat them down. You know, they thought they thought it was like a riot or something going on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a great memory. Good job, actually. Hey, yeah. Floyd, as always, right, well, I love you. Calls, got to get you. I appreciate it. Call earlier, and Happy New Year, my friend, okay? Yeah. Happy New Year to you, my friend. We'll Thank talk you. soon. Thanks, Floyd. Appreciate it. All right, we're done for the night. Rob Brooks, thank you very much. Marita did a nice job tonight. I am back tomorrow night. I am back Friday night. I'm back from now until probably the end of April. Uh, all dogs, all cats, all pets go to heaven. That's my pal Charlie Ray is passed 13 years ago in February. That's why you're pets are who have passed they loved you and you loved them i do believe you'll see them again hope to see you again tomorrow night on nightside have a great thursday everyone stay dry dan ray for nightside thrilled to be back see you tomorrow night lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details